Baruch Mabam, welcome everyone to a special edition of All Parsha on Parshas Teruma, the Balha Turim <coughs> on Parshas Truma. Today we're going to be examining 10 fascinating comments of the Balha Turim on the Parsha, so fasten your seatbelts because uh, the Balha Turim finds, as he, as he so often does, Ramazim allusions to halachos or yediyos in the Gemara that are found in the nuances of the Psukim. Let us begin with the opening of the parsha. Speak to Bnei Yisrael and take from me truma from each man whose heart compels him. <clears throat> now we know there's a halacha that when one gives truma, which is a percentage to the kohen, there are three ways to give. A benoni, an average person, gives one fiftieth. A generous person gives. Echad me'arba'im, one-fortieth, and a more stingy person gives one-sixtieth. Well, says the Balaturim, all of these three types of giving, which are discussed in Masech de Trumais, Parak Daled, Mishnah, Gimel, they're all alluded to in this Pasuk. Li, Lamed Yod, is forty. That alludes to the generous giver who gives one-fortieth. Then, me'es kol, Kol is Chaflamet 50. That alludes to the average giving. And then the Rashi Tevois of Me'ez Kol, a Mem and a Chaf. Mem and Chaf is 60. That alludes to the more stingy type of giving, one who only gives 160th. We move on to the second offering, where the Mishnah says in Shkalem, Parakei Mishnah Beis, it's also mentioned in Baba Vasar, Ches Amid Beis, that when Tzedakah is collected, there should be two... Gaboit staka. Tikhu. Says about Tumor, doesn't say tikach, you should take. Because one gabay doesn't take staka. Tikhu refers to <coughs> the two gaboit staka who should collect staka. In fact, the word tikhu is gematria 514, numerically valued at shnayim kuchu. Two people should take. This way, it, there's a system of checks and balances in terms of the honesty of the operation. Shemen Lama'ar. In Pasuk Vav, Perek Chafei Pasuk Vav, Shemen Lama'ar. The word Lama'ar is spelled Chaser. It's spelled Lamed Mem, Aleph, Resh. The Vav is missing. Why is there no Vav? Says the Balaturim, this alludes to that which the Gemara says in Shabbos, Chaf Beis, Amad Beis, V'chi'at Does God need the light? Chal Yisrael walked by the light of God for 40 years. Does God need a, a light on in the, in the Mishkan? Of course not. So it's Chaser indicating, yes, it's Shemen Lamar, but it's not an illumination that is needed by God. Offering number four, Arayin. By the way, this is just as an aside. The Vatum says the word Arayin are the letters Oiran, the Torah that is contained in the Arayin, which are the Luchais, is literally the Oiran, Aleph Vav Reish Nun, of Klaisos. So the word Arayin could be scrambled, rescrambled to spell Oiran. Now, says the Balaturim, the word Arayin is numerically valued at 257. The gematria of Nazar, crown, indicating of all the crowns that exist, whether it's the crown of priesthood, kahuna, the crown of Ashiros, of wealth, the crown of Torah rises above all of them. And therefore it is the Aron, which is the seat, the house of the Torah, which is the crown, the Nazar. That is why, says Abalaturim, by the crowns of the other items of the Shulchan, it says, V'asisaloi, you should make a crown for it. However, when it comes to the Arayin's crown, it says, V'asisa olav, to teach that the crown of the Torah's Oila al-Gaben rises above all the other crowns. That is offering number four. Here is offering number five. The Baal comments on the 
dimensions of the Arayin, which are two and a half Amos wide, two and a half Amos long, one and a half Amos wide, and one and a half Amos tall. Why are they all in half measurements? Says the Balaturim, call me dois of hayishvurois bechatsoi Amos. All the measurements of the Arayin were in half measurements to teach. Shekamisha loy made Taira, anyone who learns Taira, Tsarach leshaber ulahashbel atzmai, needs to break and lower himself. In other words, in order for one to be successful in Torah, one has to humble themselves, as the Gemara says in Tainus, that the Torah is compared to water, just like water always flows down to the lowest source. Torah always also comes and flows toward the, the one who has the uh, broken attitude toward themselves. In fact, the Nefesh HaChayim says that the reason why Moshe Rabbeinu was the greatest scholar, the greatest Torah scholar who ever lived, is because Moshe Rabbeinu was literally the humblest man who ever lived. And because his entity, his personality was so non-existent, meaning he didn't make anything of himself, so there was no a space that his kli occupied so he was able to fill himself up so completely with Torah. But somebody who has an inflated view of themselves, that inflated view is uh, takes up space and diminishes what one is able to accomplish in the realm of Limad Torah. We now move on to the Menorah, Parag Chafhei, Pasuk Lamed Aleph, and the Baaturim interestingly says, and this is our sixth offering, that the word Menorah appears seven times in Parag from Sukkim Lamed Aleph to Lamed Hay, corresponding to the ten firmaments, the seven Rakiah that is mentioned in the Gemara in Chagiga Yud Beis Amun Beis, and the seven lands mentioned in Blazar, Blazar, says the Balaturim, there is one letter that is not found in the discussion of the Menorah, and it is also not found in the recounting of the creation of the world, and that is the letter Samach. Why is that? Says the Balaturim. Samach stands for Satan, impediment, interference, instigation, in the merit of the light of Torah. It silences the Satan, who is Mastin. Now, even though the, the words Satan and Mastin are with the sin, we often find the Samach and the sin are interchangeable. Here's one example. In Keladain, we say, that's the mem. Instead of the samach, we use the sin. So we see samach and sin are interchangeable. And there is no samach to indicate that through the light of Torah, all instigation is removed. We move on to very chaf vav, pasuk yud dalid. And we now talk about the interesting creature called the tachash, where the pasuk says, that we should make a covering for the oyal, oyrois elim adamim, the hides of rams that are are red, umichsei oyrois techashim mamala, and a cover of the hide of the tachash. Now the tachash was a multicolored uh, animal, and the targum translates it as sasgoina, a creature that rejoices in its colors. And by the way, here's another example of where the Samach and Sin are interchangeable, Sasgoina is a lesson of Sas, to rejoice. Only thing is, Targum spells it Samach, Samach. So that's another example that where the letter Samach and Sin are interchangeable. And amazingly, says the Balaturim, the Gematria of Tachash is Sheish Gavonim. Six colors. Six colors. So, 
That is um, the number of colors that this tachash animal had, six colors. We move on to Pesachav Vav, Pasuk Tes Vav. And it says that the wood of the karashim, of the beams, Yasisa Esha Karashim, Lamashkan, Atsei Shitim, Shitim wood, Oimdim. Now, the word Shitim apply, uh, appears elsewhere in Tanakh in a completely different context and a different meaning than when the Jews began to fall into acts of promiscuity through the counsel and advice of Bilam, uh, where they were Mazana with the Benois Moyav at the end of Parshas Balak, going into Parshas Pinchas, there they were Mazana, they committed acts of immorality in Shittim, and 24,000 Jews were killed because of that. Now, says the Balaturim, the word Shittim in this week's parsha appears 24 times as a protection and as a Haganah and as to counteract the uh, lewd event that occurred in Shittim. So while these are referring to different uh, meanings, nevertheless, there's an idea that a word that is spelled the same way in two places, it's a trigger to allow us to make a certain form of connection. Perek Chaf Pasuk Chaf Dalet. V'yachdav. This is referring to the lining up of the Krashim. They should be uh, matched and flush on the bottom. V'yusamim al-mata. And V'yachdav. And together, Yusamim al-roshay. It should be flush on the top. El ha-tabas Through one ring. So in other words, this is ordering that when the krashim are lined up, they should be flush one against the other without it being uh, disorderly or out of place. Well, the Balaturim points out that the word v'yachdav actually, in, according to the Mesoretic note, appears three times in Tanakh. One here, regarding the krashim, one in Parshas Vayakel, when it talks about the construction of the Mishkan, and elsewhere in Yeshaya, where it says v'yachdav kulam yichleyon, Together they will all be consumed. Now, the uh, Ben La Ashri, the Tzaddik of Ranana, actually has an insight into this particular uh, note cited by the Balaturim. What is the connection between the Yachtav here and the Yachtav mentioned in Yeshaya? The Yachtav here is talking about seemingly the good unification of the Krashim, and in Yeshaya it talks about how the wicked will be uh, destroyed together. Says the Ben La Ashri, that there's an idea that achdos and unity is not always good. I always like to say that unity is the most abused and overused concept in Judaism. What exactly is unity? Is it always redeemable? Is it always good? And the Ben Lashri cites the Gemara in Sanhedrin about Shevna. There's an idea, kesher rishayim enominaminyan, which means that if you have a group of rishayim, they don't add up, they don't make more. In other words, two rishayim are not more than one rasha. There's no concept of a unit. A hundred rishayim, it's still like one. A thousand, you haven't added anything. There's an idea that unity is good when the objective of, and what, there's, what they set out to do is of noble purpose. But if um, people get together and the objective of getting together is not for anything constructive, that's not unity, that's not anything constructive. So says the Ben Ashri. when it comes to the Krashim, you know when unity is a Maila, you know when it's admirable, that's when it's Al-Roishai, that's when the unity is for that which takes place regarding something in our head. What is in our head? Of course, the Mayach, the Neshama. 
when it's a matter relevant to the neshama, then v'yachtav is admirable. On the other hand, if it's a yachtav of the wicked, of uh, immoral acts, of low acts, then v'yachtav kulam and then together they will all be destroyed. There's nothing admirable about unity. As Rashi says in the Dar HaFlaga, they were also Safa Achas Machadim, and yet they were all dispersed because they were in it for uh, a um, improper reason. And finally, the final offering. Offering number 10 of the Balaturim. Let us check out. Perk Chaf Vav, Pasuk Lamed. Perk Chaf Vav, Pasuk Lamed. The Pasuk says, You will set up the Mishkan, according to its law, according to that which you were shown on the mountain. Says the Balaturim, the Masoretic note indicates that the word Haresa appears two times. Here, Asher Haresa Bahar. And secondly, Or, here you were shown on the mountain, and there in Vaschanan you were shown to know that Hashem is the Lord. Says the Balatur and Perosh, Bahar on the mountain. On the mountain, as referenced by the Haresa here in Shuma, Perkhava, Pasuklamid, you were shown on the mountain that Hashem Hualakim Enoid. How is Moshe shown on the mountain? Ki Hashem Hualakim. As Chazal say, the Mechota says, that God was a Marakin. He inclined, he lowered, Shemei Shamayim, the highest of the heavens, Al-Hahar, on the mountain, that Vayirin Hashem Al-Harsin, Hashem lowered the, the heaven on the mountain, Veharachan Hashem showed, Shehu Levadoi Moshe Belyoinim Betachtoinim, that the Rebbe Hashem alone rules over the upper worlds and the lower worlds. That is the connection between the two Haresas. Haresa Bahar, God showed on the mountain. What did he show on the mountain? How did Hashem show it on the mountain? Because he was marking, he lowered the highest of the heavens and he showed Rivansham rules over all of creation. These are ten important offerings of the Balaturah and Parshash Shuma. Wishing everyone a wonderful week, a wonderful Shabbos, Zachar, Abba, Leinu, and an upcoming Freilichen Purim.